0: Yeah, Dead Air. How about that? Dead Air. Dead so air. so dead here's air, what air, we do, there. okay? Here's what we use. We could I, I use that, YouTube
1: music. Could have played that YouTube Christmas music that I sent you. They didn't <laughs> yeah, I could even, have. Didn't even want to entertain. Nope. So I, I've got <laughs> a, a, a thing that popped up on
0: YouTube music. It says, mini player is off for content made for kids. Tap play to resume. So it won't automatically play Gene Autry's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which was next. Why? I don't know. <laughs>
1: Jesus. Is there something in there where they talk about like sexuality of reindeer or uh, something?
0: There might be something about reindeer jizz. Who knows? Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, in which case it would be at the Exeter Library, wouldn't it?
1: Or uh, apparently at, um, swearing-in ceremonies.
0: They wouldn't, let him, they, they wouldn't let Rudolph play with all the other reindeer jizz. <sighs>
1: Jesus Christ. (laughs) Nothing rings in the holiday season like Jerry talking about jizz. (laughs) Merry Christmas, everyone. Indeed. Here's a cup full of
0: jizz. So, a last minute, Mm. an absolutely last minute show, Mm -hmm. which I wish we could have put together for yesterday, but I was... In 10 different directions yesterday was supposed to be in 10 directions today, and it all got changed because of well, you shipping ha- companies. You have
1: been since I've been here. Yeah. Because <laughs> everything, that's what I said to Jerry. I said, uh, transportation of products is probably the most hairiest of all. Yeah. Especially yeah. around the holidays. Right. Always around the holidays. Mm-hmm. I just remember when um I worked for my father's company, we were shipping stuff out and people needed a next day air and they're like, Yeah, I can't guarantee it. If it got there, you paid. If it didn't get there, you still paid.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh oh the, the the guarantee on next day air goes off right. It's like eight AM you know, or something like that? Oh no. The the next the next day air guarantee ends the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, we'll what, get it there. What, we're not going to guarantee.
1: What, it, what is it? The actual? I know there's early AM, which was seven o'clock, right?
0: Ten thirty is next day, <laughs> and the early AM is is before eight. Kind of goes like impressive. the
1: whole "f you pay me." Yeah, we're not going to okay. deliver your product. F you pay me, <laughs>
0: you're you, paying me regardless. That's you just the way it, this. Is you going you
1: wanted it before ten thirty? F you pay me. That's <laughs> it. The, it's the brown logo. F you pay me.
0: It is. It is. And, I, and I was. it's funny. I was just dropping stuff off up there and talking to one of my former cronies. And I'm amazed at the way the company's changed. Oh, really? Oh, God. They used to have standards. You know, they used to have... Standards? Yeah, there used to be standards. Like, like you couldn't have a beard. Oh. If you had a mustache, it had to be at the corner of your mouth. That's your true. hair had to be up off of your collar. Wow. Oh, there were there are actual standards. I we had. I was just telling somebody else this the other day. Our bosses used to keep old disposable track two razors in their desk. Oh, so and you could yeah, shave. Yeah, they would look at you. You came in in the morning if you hadn't shaved. I had it happen to me once.
1: And they do a dry shave on you right there.
0: No, <laughs> that hurt. Yeah, would hurt. Yeah, would. Nope. He, he. They had a, a can of shaving cream, and oh, they no give shame. you one. Here you go, Jerry. What? You didn't shave today. Yeah, I did. Wow. Upstairs, dummy.
1: How long until they're putting pajamas on and their bottoms and their drive and they're delivering packages and flannel pants.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So but but those standards no longer exist. You know, you couldn't have tattoos that went below your s- sleeves. And if you did have yeah, arm tattoos you had, to wear long sleeves. you had to wear long sleeves. Not anymore.
1: I got friendly with a bunch of the drivers over the years. I was in a fantasy football league with one of them for a while.
0: Mm-hmm. Some of them were
1: super nice guys. They really were. Yeah, hard, hard ass workers. I'll tell you that.
0: But it, it, it's a it's a crazy world because everything is just gone by the wayside. But that's everywhere. It is true.
1: That's everywhere. It is true. I mean, <laughs> at at practice, one of the coaches was like, "All right, guys, let's make sure that we wear athletic clothing because <laughs> <Practice, laughs> kids are showing up in like jeans." Well, yeah. There's a couple kids, but I, I I try not to say anything because I don't know what they're. It could be worse. They home get, life, home. No, there's some kids that show up in shorts and t-shirts, and it's like 30 degrees out.
0: They could show up in slacks. That's and happened. that would be worse. That's happened.
1: But they're they're coming to school with like flannel pants on, and I'm like, I let my kids do that. I'm not arguing with my kids on what to wear. It's tough enough to get my son up in the morning, let alone say, hey, dude, go put... Plus, they the kids don't wear jeans nowadays. They don't wear jeans. They don't? No. Well, they're ripped. Sometimes. Pretty but my ripped. kids... I can't tell you. It's, it's middle of December, almost Christmas, and I can't tell you my kids have worn jeans once. Mm. My son never does. I think he wore jeans once, maybe a couple of years ago, and they don't like him. I think they're the most comfortable thing on the planet. I'm with you.
0: Give me a pair of Jordache jeans. I'm ready to go. Jordache. <laughs> what were,
1: was that? The one. What was the one with
2: the?
0: It the had like a horse head.
1: Yeah, but what was the one with the peace sign? It was I don't from know. Like that. the seventies. I don't know that. Where it was like, you know, what I'm talking about. No. The peace sign is that was on the label, on the back. Peace
0: sign on jeans. That's probably from the late or Jeezen early eighties. Um.
1: Not Jordache, no.
0: Um, oh, what is it? Where's the all? It says images only. It has none. Peace sign jeans is all it says. I'd have to know somebody.
1: Somebody's got a woman. I think they were women's jeans.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It, it's <laughs> not giving me a...
1: Do I really Do I I not look almost 50 Because half the people I'm talking to are like How old are you Like they're amazed that I remember things from the 70s They're amazed that like There was a guy you heard Did you hear about the copter The action news Yeah it went down Yeah Yeah. it was a photographer And um, Or uh, I don't know if it was a reporter Or whatever They went down and this guy commented on Twitter
0: Oh the photographer and a pilot
1: Well apparently that would make sense The guy was like, "Hey, I remember when Jim O'Brien died. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of Jim O'Brien." And I said, "I do too." That literally was down the street from my um, elementary school.
0: You would have only been six, seven years old, maybe. Mm -hmm. I remember that
1: because it was a big deal. My parents. No, you would have been older. My my parents watched Action News. Like we were an Action News family. Jim Gardner. Everybody was. And um, that's like. who is the sports guy? What the hell is his name? Don
0: Tollifson.
1: No, it was older than him. He was a big, he works for the Phillies. Al Meltzer. No, he works for the Phillies now. His daughter te- teaches with Chris my... Chris Wheeler? No, way older than him, dude. Harry Callis. Oh, well, not as old as Harry Callis. Richie but...
0: Ashburn. No, who's the guy who did the. By
1: some. Stop. Who did the sports for the Action News back in the day? I'm gonna Don to Tollifson no. is the one I remember. Hold on. I mean who did sports for Philadelphia Action News back in the seventies?
0: It's gonna say Donaldson.
1: No, this says Bill White. Larry Kane, here's a funny story about that. We were driving back from Philly and my my parents, uh, so my dad my I had to be really low because my parents my dad left at like nineteen seventy nine Christmas there. And we were driving back and Larry Kane and was in a station wagon next to ours. And one of the hubcaps came off and flew like over our car. Nice. I could saw Larry Kane like, in the thing. No shit. The my, I, I could ask my wife because... Uh, it doesn't matter. She teaches. She still teaches at where my wife teaches. Damn it. No. Not Jim Gardner. He was the broadcaster. Not Scott something? Number. Yes. Scott? I think so, yeah.
0: Scott something? Yeah. I I can't pull it out.
1: I my wife's gonna listen to this and say the name because his daughter never got married. Okay. She's the same last name. Damn right. it! But you brought up Jim O'Brien. <laughs> Jim O'Brien's he not. He, he did weather.
0: He probably used to do sports back in the day. I think, he and did then they weather, transitioned he? him to weather. It's entirely possible. He had the perfect DJ voice too. You know that. Dude, I don't remember. Jim O'Brien had a great voice. I
1: remember him. I don't remember, um, his voice. Mm-hmm. That would be a.
0: You know what who, the hell who his is this guy's is? name? You know who his daughter is? Who? The one who played Fraser's producer on Fraser. That's his daughter.
1: No shit. Yeah, I can't think. What of was her name? name? I thought it was. Um, I see her face. Right. She's a dry, raspy voice. Yep. I remember her voice from
0: 80 Years of Marlboroughs." Yeah, Perry Gilpin is her name. Damn,
1: maybe Jim O'Brien did, did sports. Maybe this is guy. This guy works in the Philadelphia Phillies organization still. Because she goes to when he goes when they go to Clearwater. She goes down for a week. Must be nice. On who? Huh? Never. Birthed. Oh Jesus Christ, Jerry! You're such a perv. <laughs> who did sports for Philadelphia Action News in the '80s? Come on, Google. It says Don Tolleson. No, it wasn't him.
0: Yeah. We'll find it.
1: I'm going to get... This is starting to piss me off now.
0: Text what's her name?
1: My wife. No, I can just... I could probably... I I know her name's Jen. I've met her 10 million times. I've known her for 20 years. Google
0: Jen and Scott and see what comes up. Damn it.
1: (laughs) He wears glasses. I can see his face. Did he do sports? Yeah.
0: Are we obsessing on something that's immaterial?
1: Yes. Okay. That's within good I'm reason. I'm just checking. Within good reason. I'm just checking. So, so what are, are we going to start the show? We're
0: going to start the show because we got stuff to talk about.
1: Yeah. Boy, do we have stuff to man, talk Man, my about. comment's hit more more deep than I thought when I wrote yeah. on the exam room just waiting for all the constitutional shit posters and commenters in Exeter. Well,
0: you're going to get that with misanthropes. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go
1: welcome to the Exeter Underground the weekly news and opinion forum for the people of Exeter about the people of Exeter and by the people of Exeter keeping you up to date on the happenings of our town that you just can't find anywhere else here are your hosts Jerry Gellif and Kevin Foles
0: Welcome to the XLR Underground number 80. I'm Jerry Gellif. He is Kevin Full. And we are here to entertain and we are here to exult in what has happened in the last two days.
1: Sorry, I'm texting my wife right now. Just let he, me know I'm on air.
0: He can't let this Scott <laughs> no, thing go. No, that, that should annoy you when you're trying to think. You it can, does, but not that. That's not going to annoy me. You can That's see their face. You can see their face.
1: And I can't remember the last name. That isn't going to annoy me.
0: Get ready. I'm gonna solve this. <laughs> Scott Palmer. That's it.
1: <laughs> Damn it.
0: You good now? Yes. Can we go on?
1: Did he do sports? Yes.
0: Told you. Yeah. Okay. Can we go on now? I guess if we I must. I guess. Okay. If All right. We, if we must. So we are here to talk about the 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 big deal. That happened yesterday in Berks County Court.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's ah, amazing. So what happened is... For us being conspiracy theorists, this is what happened. For us mm-hmm. being conspiracy theorists, and as some, as the ass cancer likes to call me, a fool, and you're a, a troglodyte? I troglodyte. Nev- trogl-
0: troglodyte with a Napoleon complex.
1: Never heard that term ever, because I have the education of a five-year-old. Um, apparently. We're fools and, and troglodytes that are constantly are right.
0: Yeah, which the funny thing is, we called this right from the beginning the way it was gonna go. And the way it was gonna go is exactly the way that it went. How about that? Yes, this... it was indeed a First Amendment issue. So, what we're talking about, of course, is the worthless, no-good legal battle that the township tried to drag Dave Hughes into. And the hearing was held on December 8th, three-hour hearing, at which there was three witnesses called. The first one was Chad Schnee. The second one was Dave Vomer, The third was Dave Hughes. Yep. The, the other three supervisors, the other supervisors, Bell, Kircher, and the unnamed asshole. Mm-hmm. We're all there as well. But at the beginning, the judge said, okay, look, here's the deal. We're going to sequester the witnesses so that you you people can't talk. Right. You're all going to go out into the hallway. And they did. They all had to go into the hallway, and they called them in as they needed them. Good. But only the, uh, their side only called two, mm-hmm. and uh, Yu's lawyer called him. So the judge released his... Ruling. Ruling and said that the temporary injunction is denied.
1: Aside well, be honest, what he said was aside from Exeter's constitutional scholar that is Roy Foy, I am going to rule (laughs) what
0: Dave Hughes. Yes. (laughs) In the face. Right? It's constant of noted constitutional (laughs) scholar, Roy Foy. I'm going to rule with Dave
1: Hughes. I love they're all on social media saying that the judge was wrong. And you're, that's, you are well within your right to say whatever you want. But it
0: doesn't matter if the judge is wrong. But, dude, like I
1: said, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because you're wrong and the judge rules. (laughs) What he says goes.
0: What he says goes is exactly right. So his order says, and now this 18th day of December, upon consideration of the petition for a preliminary injunction filed by the plaintiff, Exeter Township, and after a hearing having been held, this honorable court hereby orders and directs that the petition is denied.
1: How about that?
0: Which, of course, means suck an egg.
1: Yeah, and, and so was I. Am just wondering: was Ted Cohen the judge a troglodyte as well? I think a he low was calling, information talker.
0: Yes, a low information talking troglodyte. Hold I on, so the guy that's judge a school Ken.
1: administrator, right? Yes, judge who's been doing law for. 20, 30, 30 years? 30,
0: maybe more years. Wrong. He's wrong. He he, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Hmm. That guy would have no idea what he's talking
1: about. But the ass cancer of Exeter is right.
0: The most hated person in Exeter <laughs> yes. is right. But the judge... Wrong. Wrong.
1: Got it. Okay. Okay. So we're clear. That's what I said on the Exeter Examiner. I said, I'm just here to read the comments of all the constitutional <laughs> exactly. scholars in Exeter.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's...
1: Again... <clears throat> which we can get into like I commented on yours it's uh, it's amazing to me how and you've seen this for the last since 2015 mm-hmm. people's hatred for someone makes us, makes them lose their mind yeah it, they can't they can't reason they can't use logic they just let their hate Build that you saw it with Trump, you saw it with Dave Hughes, I saw it with you. Like their hatred. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny that they don't think they're full of hate. Like yeah. you are so full of hate that you're willing to say that a judge is wrong and you are right, even though you have no background in law. Right. Never ruled on a case. Yeah. You're not a lawyer. But you, and it makes them do things. Can you imagine like we've said they live you live rent free in their head so does Dave Hughes. Mm-hmm. Like like I said to Roy on on the Exeter uh, informants one. Take a deep breath and exhale all of the hate that you have for Hughes. I can't imagine what it's like to live that like that. Right? right? Like seriously think about it. I used to be consumed with politics really 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 and I've been doing this a very 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 long time. Where it would affect me when I came home, it would affect my family. Like I just couldn't get to the point where I understood why people didn't care. Like it really, 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 really bothered me. Like you're, I, I would, I, I would talk to my wife. I'm like, we're talking about these people's children and the country that they're growing up in, right? And it used to just make me so it would consume you. Yeah, man. And like it just bothered me so much that people didn't give a shit. Now you know how they feel. Right. But the problem is, is that I wasn't on one individual and I didn't go on social media and like, I ne- I've i always said I never hated Obama. I don't hate people. I hate actions. Mm-hmm. The point was, is that I based my opinions and the things I was writing on fact. These people are telling a judge that they're, they're wrong. He's wrong.
0: The judge is wrong. You know what? Judges do get it wrong sometimes. They do. They absolutely do. But it's his word. Mm -hmm. He won. He's going to win this.
1: Right. And I just don't understand. Like, it must be very difficult for certain people that I see around Exeter on social media just commenting, like, things about you. And, like, Ted, how angry must he be inside? He is so angry that he isn't me. That's what it is. Probably. He's angry that he isn't me. I mean I I just I I just read his comments before we got on the air on this and I'm like god what it it must really suck to be him. Can you
0: imagine what it's like to be jealous of me? <laughs> <laughs> I would hate to be jealous of me.
1: But I I look at it like this is like I I think it goes with everything like when you Go through the stages of acceptance and anger and, and grief, grief and, and all everything. that crap. And at this point, I really feel bad for Ted. Like I don't. I, 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 he's put himself in this situation. I hope he stews in his own ass cancer. But he—that's the point. And no one in Exeter likes him. No one. I don't, honestly, I don't even think Mary Beth does. <laughs> it's a good possibility. Like I don't. He, she's not with him for his looks. What he constantly <laughs> talks like online. Just imagine, like. How this stews in him. Oh, yeah. What it must like to walk, wake up in the morning, and your first thoughts is like, How am I gonna post a screed on social media today against Jerry and against Dave Hughes?
0: You know what he is? He is the angriest man in Exeter. Right?
1: Like, it's just amazing to me. And these people, like, they'll just disregard the most common sense things, just because they're so full of hate. Take a deep breath. Yeah. And exhale the hate.
0: Take two. You know yeah. who he is. <laughs> he is the angriest man in Exeter. This is true.
1: So it was not, it wasn't a client, lawyer-client confidentiality thing. Privilege,
0: no, no, wasn't attorney-client privilege. How no, no, no. How about that? Nope. First, basic First Amendment issue, just as we said it would be.
1: And now my wife just texts me back, Palmer. Yeah, a little yeah. late, hon.
0: Huh? Yeah, Scotty Palmer. Good job, good job having a job and having to concentrate on
1: it. Oh, I'm sure she's on. break Well right done. Now. I'm sure she's on break right
0: now. Well done. So, so that's what we have going on, and and it is just, it's really great. I I think it's incredible news because now what we have is two. Oh, wait a minute. we got to make a phone call. Mm. we got to make a phone call. Real quick. Yeah, so, so and then we'll come back to exactly what it is. And maybe we can wrap it in the phone call, right? Wrap it? Maybe we wrap it all into the phone call. Mm. If I could, of course. Well, I have another point number.
1: that I want to discuss it about, too, because we we'll just go into the okay. the yeah, aspects well. of the money. Hold on.
0: That, that's part of it, yeah.
2: <laughs> Making a phone call.
0: Hello, who's Hello. this? This is Jerry and Kevin. You're on the air on the Exeter Underground. Dave views. how are you?
2: Good. It's always nice to get a call from the two biggest troublemakers in Exeter Township.
1: Look who's talking.
2: Yeah, right? <laughs> well, then I, should know, I should know that, right, Kevin? Right right, 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 right. Hello, pot. It's the kettle and you're black. <laughs>
0: So, Dave, you won the, uh, you, or you got the judge's ruling. Let's put it that right. way. That's a better way to put it. How are you feeling about that?
2: Uh, it, it, it was something that I expected, and and in terms of people do say I won, I don't look at it as winning. I think it's a disgusting situation in our community. It cost uh, our taxpayers thousands of thousands of dollars. Again. It pretty it pretty much demonstrates the lack of the ability to make good decisions by those four supervisors and uh, our solicitor terrible decision terrible again absolutely
1: again i think that's the point of the money that i was that i wanted to talk about it's just i think it comes down to this dave if you were going to sue and you were using your own money that's a different story they're using our money and they don't really care i think again they're so full of hatred for you is that they're willing to waste tens of thousands of dollars just like Ted was when he sued Jerry and pushed that. But the problem is, is that Ted couldn't sue Jerry alone. Vollmer had to go along with it, Bell had to go along with it, and Michelle had to go along with it. Right. Their hatred is now it has been, not now, has been costing the township of Vexter tens of thousands of dollars. And who is Chadwick? Who is he advising? Yeah, this one's gonna work, guys. This, don't worry, this one's gonna work. He's like a <laughs> snake oil salesman for for lawyering.
0: He's going to use. uh we'll get him next time. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: He's, he's way out of his area of expertise. He should have never been retained as our solicitor. He knows it. If you look at the, if you look at the facts, he's been after me. His, his focus is inward on one township supervisor. Otherwise, we wouldn't have all these legal expenses we have now. Uh, If you saw the uh, communications, he's sending me 20, 30 emails a month at one time, and I never responded to them because he was asking the same question over and over again. And he already knew the answer, but he could charge $21.50 every time he sends me an email. And I'm not going to respond to him and cost the township another $21.50. I'm not going to do it.
0: So it also, in, in, in light of the scheme, the payment scheme that we we're now under or that we were under, I guess we're not anymore, but that we were under where we where he got a flat forty five thousand that gave him two hundred and fifteen dollars that he could write off that he could justify.
2: Right uh i yeah i i think it opens itself up for abuse i've been trying to track what he actually charged us it's almost it's extremely difficult because uh maybe the township has all of his invoice information maybe they don't my my evidence says that he he made out we didn't but then he toots his own horn and he says here's what you would have incurred if i had not been on uh, this prepaid fee and, and he t- it's his numbers, you know. Yet you have they have a third party evaluate that, and our finance department is not keeping track of that, and they should be. Yeah,
1: Chadwick, so I, Chadwick's I, the five uh, below of lawyering.
2: <laughs> <Luring>. Yeah, uh, <laughs> 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 he 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 gets it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I will be issuing his his grade. You know, last year I gave him an F minus. I encouraged him to try to make a C. That that's probably what. What, uh, what uh, prompted the the uh, the uh, disparaging clause in his contract, you know? Uh, but I, as we've just found out, I do have the right of freedom of speech. They may not like what I say, but that's unfortunate. So, and by the way, I want to clarify something. You said on on my, uh, I had some money I had to put out for this. If you guys know the story. They filed the suit on a Friday. They immediately scheduled a hearing on Monday and without an attorney or anything to, to you know to, to do this, they they were gonna steamroll me and put and gag me immediately. But fortunately, I got an attorney who knew the judge, who I, I think maybe might have worked for the judge, so she had to recuse herself, so we delayed that. He sent information then to my personal insurer, my home insurer, and the township's insurer uh, indicating that this lawsuit was was, uh, uh, happening. And the township's insurer said, hey, wait a minute. You you can't represent a sitting supervisor. That's our job. And so Schnee uh, never communicated to our insurer that he was proceeding with a lawsuit against a sitting supervisor. In fact, you know, in the meeting, he said, "No, you don't have any right to to counsel." Yep, that's right. So I had to I had to spend uh, 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 some money to to protect myself, and I should not have had to do that. So you should be uh,
1: reimbursed. That, you should be reimbursed. I,
2: well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that eventually. We'll see what's gonna happen, one way or another. Uh, you know, here's the thing, too. It. People out there that are looking at this and maybe thought that maybe I could do a better job as a supervisor, That this might change their mind and prevent them from doing it because who wants to run for supervisor a job that pays you $82.50 for every meeting you attend, okay, and then you get sued right. uh, and it costs you thousands of dollars.
1: Yeah.
0: Right, you know, yeah, that's a valid point you're making, Dave. I mean, the the thing that, the, that Bell... Kircher and Volmer did not take into account is that you are discouraging people from getting involved. Oh yeah. And, and it's, I, I I mean, this is a pattern. They, they got rid of Jim Ruoff, discouraged him, uh, mm-hmm. Dubok, Fred Whitehawk. Let's, I, I mean, let, let's go down the line. Yep. Constant <laughs> threats and bullying and horseshit of the citizenry of township volunteers. Like how do you do this to people? and now, to elected supervisors, I mean it's it's one thing if Michelle Kircher calls you an idiot, et cetera, et cetera. It's another thing for him to expend our money to try to put you in a box. Thank God for judge james gavin
2: yes he did he did an exceptional job he took he took no bullshit from anybody. He kept it all focused on what the issue was about, and that was the First Amendment right. But you have to understand something about the behavior of these supervisors and our solicitor. Uh, They have an agenda. Okay, and and you kind of touched on it by the people that they pushed out of our government, because those were people that would have controls on them, that would would look at them and say, hey, this is what you need to do. You can't do that. And so if anyone was put into a position that could prohibit them from doing everything they wanted to do and most of the time unilaterally, they tried to eliminate them and I'm I'm one of their biggest obstacles but there are other obstacles that could have been bigger but they didn't put them in place. We've gone 2 years without a real a really good township manager. This is critical. We also have gone 2 years without a very uh, well-versed financial manager. These things have crippled this township and it is it is on purpose that we don't have these people, because if both of those positions were filled with competent people, they would not have been able to do the things that they've been doing for the last two years. It would have never happened
1: yeah i I think the bigger issue, well, you're right on that, but I think getting back to what Jerry and you were talking about is you're discouraging people. Oh the, yeah, yeah. I, to be honest with you, I am one of them. Why would I? Why everyone? Everybody I know, especially when I worked in political circles, and especially in Exeter, why don't you run? One of my neighbors, why don't you run for? Why, hell no, I don't want to <laughs> forget. Them. And about for six it, right? years? Are you out of your mind? Or two years? <laughs> no, thank you. Why would I want to submit myself to that? What, exactly. what they done to you? Because I, I mean, I can be a big asshole too. So you know what I mean. If I feel a certain way about something, I am pretty damn consistent, and I'm not going to take any crap, and then they're going to sue me? No.
0: Yeah, these are um, the things they're setting up, and and the people of Exeter need to wake up to this. They sued me and failed, had to withdraw the suit because they knew they were going to get their asses handed to them. They sued you, and they have now been handled, handed uh, <laughs> loss number one, and how do they continue this? Because now we're into another, if they should decide to go for a permanent injunction, first of all, the next board of supervisors can just cancel it, and I hope that they would do so.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that as well. I mean, uh, like I've indicated, the, these fellows that are in our government right now, very very... Very poor in making intelligent decisions. I'm hoping that uh, the new board members, the new reconstituted board, will weigh the issues uh, thoroughly and, and arrive at a consensus. See, this is part of the problem. We don't have a consensus. And because I have a different opinion often than they do, they don't want to hear it. They, yeah. they never want to hear it. But, this but is it's part important of the problem, to listen think. to everyone. You know?
1: I think the problem is also, like I said to Jerry when we discussed this, when he called me about the ruling the other day, they're so stubborn that they could go for a fool. They won't take the L. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of just mm-hmm. uh, moving on, like they don't, it's you we're talking about. So they are so stubborn. Like you see the people online. I see the Dave Hughes and Jerry haters are all, there all, I'm right. The judge is wrong. I'm right. The judge is wrong. I'm right. The judge is wrong. Like, dude, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what you think, right? So they're and gonna. They, they, they could go further with it just because they're so damn stubborn.
2: They they could, and and I wouldn't be surprised if if they had been elected in for a new term that they probably would have taken that. You you look at the last two meetings we've held, you can see the anger. In David Vollmer, the way he talks to me, he's not a rational individual. He's made a lot of mistakes in the last two meetings. Uh, his vitriol is obvious. Uh, he can't speak in a normal tone of voice with me and have a, have an intelligent conversation. It just isn't happening, you know, and and that should be obvious to everyone. This is something I hope that we get away from, uh, Starting in January, yeah, he shut and, you
1: down a bunch of times. In the last meeting, and just okay, we're yep. done talking. You're done.
2: Yep. Let's it yep. to a vote. That, that's not the way a chairman's supposed to operate. No. He said he took classes. Well, he didn't learn anything. He didn't learn anything from those classes. And when you when you're ru- running your 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 meeting by Robert's Rules of Order, the first thing you have to know is that when someone rises to a point of order, you have to address that. What was his response? Uh, we don't recognize your point of order. You know, it's blatant. You know, uh, bull, uh, it's it's blatant bullying and and intellectual deficiency. You know, if you're going to run a meeting, you want to be a leader. You have to act like a leader. And there's no way in God's green earth that he's a leader, just so, not a leader.
0: So my thing with this is, we now have to move forward. And. Mm-hmm. To me, we need a bunch of people to get to the meeting on Tuesday. And resign. The day after Christmas. <laughs> we need to insist that the first thing that the Board of Supervisors does that night is fire Chad Schnee because he has now led us down this path and cost us about forty-five thousand dollars in excess attorney fees. Number two, Bell, Kircher, and Volmer need to resign immediately. <laughs> They need to resign immediately, do the honorable thing and recognize that they did this incredible wrong because the question has to be asked of George Bell. George, how would it go with your clients in the financial services firm that you work for? How would it go with them if you told them, you know what I think you ought to do? I think you ought to file a lawsuit against somebody and just waste a bunch of money instead of trying to save that money and do something with it? How do you think that they would do?
1: And then do it multiple times. Right. <laughs>
2: Not once, but twice. Hey, I, I get the phone call, Jerry, when they wanted to file suit against you, and I, I refused to vote over the phone. I said, call call an executive session, and we can talk about it. And they refused to do that. So they did voting over the phone, which I believe is illegal because Schnee believes he could cure that at a regular meeting. So, uh, And he continues to use that kind of methodology. And I've got some emails where I got him. I got him on that. So I've got facts, not just hearsay. Our telephone call. I've got him. I've got him in a written letter. And this is why I was investigating this coupon deal. This is why Vollmer and Bell, and 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 actually, Pearsall also slapped the cuffs on me, so to speak, to prevent me from talking to anyone. They don't want me talking to employees. They don't want employees talking to me because I'm sniffing this stuff out. I mean, this is what I did in the corp- corporate world. I investigated inside fraud. In, in large companies and and I took courses on this. So, and I've done it many, many times and I I'm, I'm latched on to something that is pretty big and you're going to hear about it. Not, not the next meeting, but next year I'm going to bring, bring it out. We're going to talk about what these guys have been doing unilaterally behind everybody's backs. Well, that'll be exciting to hear. It's going to be riveting. I think, but, but in, in the context of what's going on today, uh, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, think about this. They scheduled a meeting right after Christmas. Now, why do you think they did that?
0: Well, they didn't
2: have a choice. Yeah, they did. But here's the thing. They did that because no one's going to be around the day after Christmas, most Lincoln, likely. That's bad. The, the meeting will be lightly attended, and they'll be able to push everything through.
1: I don't think that they're lame duck right now. They shouldn't be doing anything of any
2: importance. Well they're they're gonna adopt a budget on Tuesday night that is incorrect. Jerry, I pointed it out to you. Am I right? Is it is it an incorrect budget? Yes, it is. Yes. If Dave
0: Hughes says the budget's incorrect, he's right
1: because he did it two years ago. I was just gonna say the same thing. It's not gonna stop them, Dave, because they did they voted an incorrect budget through the last time.
2: Well, that may not stop them, but it's important that we have it on the record that they were told about it and they just refused to uh, accept it and to go through and, and uh, adopt a an, an, an incorrect budget. Not only incorrect, but once again, not balanced. It's not balanced. We're projecting losses in the uh, Ready Country Club accounts, and they have it move the money into those accounts to offset the the deficit it's I, it's I don't, incredible I don't, I don't and when I care. you when you add up all the numbers we we're, we're spending over 2 million dollars in our reserves to cover what they're projecting are going to be deficits and 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 it's is a budget full of fat i could cut a, a couple million dollars off of that budget uh, in january if the new board will open it up and be open to to uh, revisions of what we're doing. I There's cut, some serious
1: five over 500,000 hour loss right now. Just shut down. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. You're talking about the uh, Ready country club, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, be... absolutely. Listen, I petitioned them in, in meetings. Uh, the, the, these, these people that they hired to do the budget, they met with me separately. I asked all kinds of questions. I said, look, what I'd like to see with a Ready country club golf course is, uh, a, a zero, uh, earnings, zero losses. We, we, we manage the expenses to meet the expected revenue.
1: Yeah. I, uh, Jerry okay. has to take a call real quick, but yeah, yeah. I, I listen, how many more years are we going to have to, to, um, subsidize this?
2: With the ERCCP in control, and I, I think that's morphed into another organization that I'll talk about next year. Well, that's but, interesting.
1: Uh, that's interesting too. Is like if you listen to the show last week when you were talking about what exactly does Roy Foy have to negotiate? What's when you, you you've done business, I've run businesses, so you have something. You have something to negotiate with. What does he have to negotiate with that he had actually worked that he negotiated down the price of the carts? And he had said he had negotiated in the past. How does a private citizen that golfs multiple times a week, what is he just going to say? I'm not going to golf there?
2: Well, that's part No, of that's the not it at all. That's not it at all. But- if, you're, if you were familiar with the ERCCP, they have a membership list of several hundred, maybe over 300, 400 people. Right. So they have the ability to say, look, if you want these votes. This is what we want. Yeah, that's what and I'm saying.
1: Tell uh, him- assume he has the political clout to get people to vote a certain way, which apparently that didn't work because their boys didn't win the elections that they thought they were going to
2: win. Well, that's always been a fallacy about that. You can't really buy votes. Uh, they, no, they it's took not all buying the departments- votes. What
1: I'm saying is it's the same way in Congress at the state and the federal level. They'll be like, yeah. hey, if you do this, you get this. There doesn't have to be anything in writing. doesn't have to be any monetary value changed. It well- just has to be me, scratch your butt, and you do what I ask you to do.
2: Yeah, yeah, but what they do is they they fool themselves. They have all this, they have this small group of people that come to the meeting, and they're like the cheerleading section, and it builds up their bravado and their ego, and they think everybody in the township loves them, but they forget about the silent majority that's quietly watching, quietly looking at what they're doing, and I think in the past two years, I've been successful in bringing out the adolescents and all of them. Oh. And the people saw that.
1: <laughs> like I've said multiple times, you're the Trump of Exeter, and Jerry's the you Wizard know? of Ex. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Look, I, I'm very disappointed with my two-year two term so far, the two years I've been in. I've accomplished absolutely nothing but exposing their inability to get anything done. They've got nothing done. I've got nothing done. They've also... Gotten that actually they've got things done, but in a negative way, it's cost the township resident, tons of money, fat, right. hundreds of thousands of dollars. In That's facts. the
1: funny part. When Michelle said that on next door and she said that Dave Hughes has cost the township a lot of money, I'm like, whoa, whoa. And everybody was dogpiling them. Like, what are you talking about? And I was just like, yeah. you got rid of the, the homestead tax exemption. You voted to raise the rates for trash and, and recycling and all this
2: stuff. Come on. No, I didn't. <laughs> and I Not wasn't you, on the her. board when I got rid of the Homestead Act. By her. the
1: way, I didn't so. say you. I said yeah. she did.
2: She did, yes. So, so listen, I, uh, I'm at a loss to understand why these people hate me so much. Uh, I don't think anybody could define specifically what this, where, where this hate emanates. Okay, because I'm working for the residents. It's uh, I argued, I, I fought to 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 reduce these these. Uh, uh, recycling fees. We could easily go to twice a month and save the taxpayers four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but because uh, because Bell says, "Well, I might oversleep one night and not put my recyclables out, and then I'll have to wait another week." Yeah. So, so you know, it, it's it's stupid comments like that. And and here's the thing: I don't know really where the hate emanates from, but most of the people that are doing this. They're not mentally well. They aren't, and I don't usually wow. attack them. There's there's a lot of people that you know. I, I never, I never entered into a debate with Michelle Kircher. I, I don't think she's well. I did the same thing with Foy, and B Coney. Well, narcissism
1: Garde- can be looked at as a mental issue.
2: It, it is, and Gardella. Problem, yeah. These people, no matter no matter how much you try to convince them that this is good for the community, if they don't buy it and they want their way you're not going to change their minds and they're consistent. That's, that's the problem in the township. They're very consistent and it's the same group of people. That's not the whole list, but that's a a big part of of the people that are driving us to where we're, we're the joke of Berks County.
0: Yeah. Hey Dave, listen, I'm going to let you go here. We're going to wrap up the show take us, take some phone calls and stuff, but thanks for coming on. Appreciate your thoughts. Appreciate you talking.
2: Help me get this turned around, guys. I, I'd appreciate the help. Take care. Bye. Take care, dude. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, man. Bye bye.
1: Yeah, go. So we can transfer what we did want to talk about. This. So that transfer of like the hatred and the parallels between Hughes and Trump, I've talked about it since we started, uh, since I started on this show. And you see it, it distorts people's minds. So, with this Colorado thing that we were talking about... Yeah. What did you mess me last night? You were like, this is going to make me want to vote for Trump more than ever. And I was like, don't get gaslit. I listened to the breakdown of the the judge's ruling and everything. And I, I just... But las- here's the
0: thing. <clears throat> I had no intention of voting for Trump.
1: Oh, I, But I, this I, kind of crap... Oh, it makes everybody want to vote for him. It's made Joe Rogan want to, who's a Democrat. It's insane. Mm-hmm. It's because their hatred... And this goes into a whole dehumanization that I've written about for years too, and we I've talked about it on the show is that they de- he doesn't deserve constitutional rights. Right. Trump supporters don't deserve constitutional nope. rights. People who didn't take the vaccine don't deserve constitutional rights. All correct. Don't deserve health care. All is, correct. This is the problem, and people don't even understand. Like I think I've spoke this before, is now that this whole you know Nazism and everything and Jews are in the news again. Go back and look at some of the propaganda that they were used, the Nazis were using against the Jews. They literally called them maggots. Yep. The ultimate dehumanization. And what do they call Trump supporters? Maggots. Maggots, yeah. Right? So it's the same thing as like they don't deserve constitutional rights. Look at the guys that are still in jail for January 6th. Yeah. Right? You look at the, you read that ruling that Colorado Supreme Court put out. It's insane. It is a bag of shit. And the lawyer watched last night. He broke it down. Dude's really smart, and he works with another lawyer, right? They have yeah, but you
0: know what? hmm. It doesn't matter that he's a lawyer and he knows what he's talking about,
1: right? Yeah, I didn't. didn't, There are people in Exeter who know better than him. Last night when I got home from the basketball game, I should have called Ted. Should have (laughs) called Roy Foy and tried to get their constitutional uh, scholar briefings on this, but. What a lot! Of, I I I did a story on Instagram. I said that I can't wait to watch both sides get gaslit by this because most of the time you're just paging through social media. You say, "Oh, Trump's got thrown off the ballot." No, they the 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 Supreme Court put a, the ruling in itself says there's they have a stay on their own ruling till January fourth. And that is the day before the attorney general of that puts to or whoever runs the elections and decides who's on the ballot and does the printing and I guess the last PDF so you send it to the printers and it prints it out who's on it. So when they have a stay on their own order, like that doesn't take Trump off the ballot, right? They did this to gaslight people and to make some crazy lunatic on the right want to shoot a place up or do something crazy. Mm -hmm. It's meant to inflame and divide the country further. And it is amazing to me that the Democrats at the federal or state level And I see it all the time. I even see some idiot Democrats locally say this, that Democrats are saving democracy. Wait a minute. So you're saving democracy by throwing off someone off the ballot? That is Biden's biggest opposition, who's leading Biden right now, and more than 50% of the country would vote for That's saving democracy? You freaking fascists. So here is where it gets dangerous, okay? One of the
0: newspaper subscriptions that I have, digital is the Telegraph of London, the Daily Telegraph. Now, yes, they're across the pond, but they've got people planted here who were supposed to know the politics of this situation. Let me read you one of the the main headlines on, on the Daily Telegraph right now. Donald Trump cannot run for president, state court rules. There you go. That stokes... Mm-hmm. Exactly what you're talking about right. So now by doing this The court brings the media Into it mm-hmm. And now we've got this kind of Chicanery going on
1: Here's another point too that I said to my wife this morning Because she's like We were talking about this when we were having coffee How many people Are now not going to go vote Because they think Trump's not on the ballot Interesting and if you, if people are like, "Oh, that's not possible," that's not possible. Listen, I still see people that I know saying Trump's a Russian asset, all mm-hmm. while Hunter and Joe took literally millions of dollars from Russian oligarchs. Right, that was all paid for by Hillary Clinton and our FBI. Our FBI paid for parts of the of the dossier. Steele, Steele dossier. Yes, there's people that still believe that. Almost ten years later. And people still believe Trump's a Russian asset. So if you don't think that this, these headlines are going to produce people that are Republicans that would vote for Trump staying home and not voting, that's when every single thing that they do on the left, and I've been doing this so long that I see it a mile away, it's a hydra. It's the same thing with COVID. Why did they do COVID? Think about it. Well, still the election, depopulation. Who did COVID mostly kill? Old people. Who is the largest draw on our social services? Old people. I said that to an old person. They're like, holy shit, you're right. I'm like, yeah, because it killed most of the people on Medicare, were got killed by COVID. Yep. The people that had COVID that were on Medicare. That way, oh, they don't have to pay on Social Security anymore. They're not on Medicare anymore. Like, it, it, There's so many different hydras to each thing that they do. With this cor- Colorado court hearing, it's going to suppress voters. It's... Th- it, it's going to inflame the country and it's going to push us further to a civil war.
0: Yeah, it, it, the potential is there. And I mean, especially once you get the media involved.
1: Mm-hmm. And the media is the media's one of the worst things in this country. Propaganda, I've always said, is the most powerful tool. Sure. That's why everyone is freaked out by COVID. Right. That's why they were freaked out about Russia, Russia, Russia. The whole thing with Russia is insane, too. Yeah. Why did Russia invade? To, t- to stop Ukraine from bombing the parts of Ukraine that had Russian Ukrainians in it. Mm-hmm. Since 2014 with the Azov battalions, which are Nazis. But that's the point, is like the media fuels this. And then you're like, Ukraine, Ukraine. And then we have to send billions, hundreds of billions of dollars there. And then now we, it's just insane to me. And then you have people saying, oh, uh, the judge ruling on Dave Hughes is wrong. People are so filled with hate that it distorts every part of their mind that they won't even listen to facts. I know. Think about the You're talking about the media. Who pushes all this stuff that men can have babies? Some idiot leftist says it, and then, then the media pushes it. Like, oh, my God.
2: <laughs> it's
1: insane that, that Goebbels was right. Who was Joseph Goebbels? That was Trump's propaganda minister. Hitler's. Hitler, yeah, Trump's.
0: <laughs> right? See? Wow, what a great
1: uh, Freudian, slip. Freudian slip, right? But it's just nuts, man. It's nuts. And I, I feel bad that we're, that's why most people, again, this stuff stops good people from getting in. That's another mm-hmm. hydra. Sure. It stops good people from getting involved.
0: So uh, why don't we take some calls, see if anybody wants to call in. And we'll go from there. Hold on. Hold on. And the number to call. There we go. Give us a call. Tell us what you think of this court case. 610-451-7085. 610-451-7085. I'm just really glad that the judge did this because now, so like the next steps would be. Beatings.
1: Beatings. Caning. You can cane Michelle and and Dave Vollmer and George Bell.
0: I'm not going to advocate that.
1: <laughs> but if you'd like to do it anyway, I may watch and record it. But
0: the next steps,
1: if the township chooses to do so,
0: would be to go for a uh to go for a an injunction. My fault. And it would cost thousands and thousands of dollars. I wouldn't doubt and that they do it. And thousands and thousands. I wouldn't
1: doubt they do it. Like I said to Dave, they're very, very stubborn. They can't take the L. And beyond that, it would raise
0: the bar to another level of something that they have to improve. So it gets more expensive than it's already been.
1: Right. Do you see, this is the thing, though, too. Do you see Chadwick going, seeing more dials? Listen, me and the M's have created quite a, we bought some new pegs this week. So we're a little <laughs> low on the money. The credit card's getting a little high. I could use some extra cash flow this month because it's holidays. Buy some new pegs. <laughs> well, for yeah, I,
0: no, I know where we're going. <laughs> you know, like that
1: guy in the Senate hearing room, that yeah, type of stuff. That guy.
0: Okay. And and I just I I cannot see the way it goes. So in in my reportage <laughs> of of the story, I, I did get to speak to. The lawyer from Kozlov Stout, Joan London, who... Joan so I, London? Joan London. I thought she died years ago. No, Joan London from Good Morning America is yeah. still alive.
1: Is she? Do she oh, you remember hot Oh, I do.
0: No, she does. She, she, she looks 75 or 80, you know. Okay, but, is she hot? But, dude, she was a beautiful dude, woman. Dude, Rocco Welch looked
1: hot up until the day she died. And until that heart... No,
0: I'm not going to go that far. She, she looked better than her 80-whatever
1: years. Do we have dude. any pictures of Joan London at 80? She always seems so sweet. We'll take a look.
0: Let's get back to the story.
1: Oh, I thought we were talking about hot checks. Sorry. All right.
0: So, (laughs) so we've got. uh, So I called and I went to her voicemail, but she called me back. Nice of her. Fifteen or twenty minutes, and we had a very nice conversation.
1: Did you when she called? Did you answer the phone and say hello? This is the Wizard of Exeter.
0: I did not because I didn't know it was her calling.
1: You should tell that that story sometime. (laughs)
0: <laughs> the phone number was a six seven zero number, and like I don't know everybody's number anymore. And I was thinking it could have been somebody from over in the West Lawn area trying to get a hold of me that I know 607? 610-670. Hmm. That's West Lawn. So when she called, I just answered, and it was her. And we, as I said, we had a nice conversation, and she explained. I, you know, I'm not going to comment, Jerry.
1: Were you it's, like, you know, how are you doing? No, no okay.
0: I'm not going to comment. This is all, you know, potentially pending litigation. I pass it on to, to Schnee and he's going to take it to the supervisors and they'll make a decision on whatever they're going to do. But uh, Well, you know, are they
1: going to go to, hold on, are the supervisors then going to call Ted or Roy Foy to advise them?
0: Well, that could be. I mean, Chad might be having them on speed dial.
1: And negotiating with a judge or something? See, like that?
0: see that's the thing. Roy negotiates. <laughs> Ted advises. Mm-hmm. That's the way it goes. But uh we had a great conversation and she was very nice and and uh, you know from the tone of her voice she knows this is over. They're not chasing anymore. She sounded defeated. Anymore. I don't know defeated, but but the tone of her voice and she didn't say it directly, the tone of her voice told me, nah, this is over. Yeah. This is done. I mean, it's, like it's going to take extreme idiocy to continue this.
1: I don't doubt that they pull, they they put more gas in the stupid car and drive it further. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: the stupid car is revved up So here's a, qui- uh, here's a comment from the confused ta- from Not the confused taxpayer A confused taxpayer I'm the confused taxpayer If that's how our news reporting, Going back to your BBC comment if, uh, That BBC headline If that's how our news is reported In the rest of the world How can we trust international news You can't Back when that's I started Back when I started I used to go to the BBC And they were good Like the BBC back in like mid-2000s, like 2006, 2007, 2008, they were still good. Mm -hmm. In fact, the night that Trump won in 2016, a woman from the BBC that is a friend of a friend called me and I did an interview on the air with them at like, I don't know, like 2 or 3 in the morning because the hour changed or whatever. So it was 8 a.m. there. Probably. Um, And they were all shocked and that's going on what he said. How can you trust the news internationally? It's because they're getting, they don't know Trump. Like I grew up outside of Philadelphia, you know what I mean? So it, Trump was always in the limelight. So what he did for New York, what he did down in, um, you know, Jersey and everything. And there's people that I know that were, their parents were in unions that worked for him that hate him and everything. I get it. But you're across the pond. Yeah. So all you're got their seeing, own all you're seeing is CNN the you know how people still like I said, people still think that Trump's a Russian asset in this country. This is the same thing over there because mm-hmm. they see the same headlines you, you know I, I will tell you that when I was over there in what
0: was it 2019, I think I was amazed by how America-centric their news was. you know mi six? Uh, how exactly, like many times, things that I wouldn't think would be big enough for them to be the lead news story,
1: like Trump feeding koi. Well,
0: no, like like okay, so this was the point at which Boris Johnson became the prime minister. I was over there when it such happened.
1: A, such a letdown.
0: And one of the headlines I remember being how Trump was going to work with him, mm-hmm. not how he was going to work with Trump.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like Trump ran the world.
0: Well, the American president does. Of course. That's the point. Like right now you see Rishi Sunak, who is the PM over there, sucking up to Joe Biden big time. You know, like Biden was over there a few months ago and the talk was like, is Rishi going to get a, get an audience with him?
1: Dude, that prime minister, he's Indian, right?
0: He's he's... Of Middle Eastern Indian Indian Okay. And blood. I
1: saw him and I was like, You're shitting me. That's the PM.
0: That's the Prime Minister.
1: And I was like, first thing I thought was replacement theory. And that's the longest aspect of it. As you get to that point, because what do you hear? Here's the crazy people these Hamas supporters that you're seeing in like Chicago and everything. Mm-hmm. When they're chanting, they get interviewed, mm-hmm. they said, What do you think's gonna happen when we implement everybody here and we start running for office? You guys, that is that is the end of replacement theory. And replacement theory isn't a racist thing. The Democrats are the ones that started talking about it years ago. That's That was the first thing when I thought. I was like, holy shit, that's the end result. That the prime minister's some Indian dude. Now, I have friends that are English that are Indian, but I'm just saying. It's like replacement theory, dude.
0: Dude, I will tell you, I would vote for Vivek Ramaswamy oh, in a gr- quarter of a second.
1: I agree. But this goes into what I said last show when we were coming around Thanksgiving is like, do all these, like my kids and we were all in the car uh, talking. And they're like, well, what what do Hindus celebrate? And like my wife has a bunch of have Indian kids. So she was asking what, you know, you guys don't celebrate Christmas. We're, all that's very cool. And I was like, you know, they, I don't know so much about it. But I was like, I think their God's an elephant with like eight arms. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure. Right. So. Uh, but you look at—are those people going to have their businesses open on Christmas? Remember, I made this yes, point, yes. right?
0: Yeah, they don't celebrate Christmas. Yeah. The, the Chinese food,
1: right? Uh, the restaurants Christmas story are open. I mean, the Christmas story, thank God, they're open, right? So I don't if there's if there's businesses that are going to get business on Christmas, don't complain that people have to work.
0: So up in New York, Christmas Day, theaters are open. Hmm. Time-honored tradition. Yeah,
1: people used to go.
0: You go to a play, and mm-hmm. then you go get Chinese food.
1: Well, I wouldn't go to a play, but there's Well, people. yes, that's what they do. There are some people that go to the movies on Christmas Eve. Not Christmas movies. night. I used to go to the movies on Christmas night with my, I think I used to go with my brother and my friends and stuff. We had Christmas. a
0: thing where we used to go Christmas Day.
1: Confused Taxpayer said, I can't imagine this effects turnout negatively. It's not hard to message to get out between now and March. I, I disagree. Between now and March, I get it. But you have to understand there's some people that will get so pissed that they turn everything off.
0: That's true, too. That does happen.
1: They will. The, just this headline, they, all they have to do is read one headline, and they think it. And if you don't, there's people that still think the vaccine works. <laughs> the, that's, the battery of, of, of the low-information voter is on both sides. Yeah. Low information means that you think Trump's not going to be on the ballot. Right. In your state. It doesn't necessarily just mean Colorado. There's some good comments, though. Okay, so so the
0: good news is uh, that we, we do have, you know, a First Amendment. Again, it's been proven twice in one year we have a First Amendment yeah. in Exeter Township. The township government keeps trying to destroy it over and over again, mm-hmm. but we do still have a First Amendment, and it is thriving
1: yeah i i also think what we talked about this morning when we decided to do a show is what law did congress pass they didn't but the the same government it's it's congress you have first amendment rights to say whatever you want but it comes with consequences yeah in, in in the private sector sure it does you know what I mean? Absolutely. You can say whatever you want. I Like I said, more speech is the best thing to happen to all these people. Let these crazy people say they want to kill all the Jews. Let them say that they want to kill all the Christians, uh, whatever. Let Dave Hughes say whatever he wants, whether it's during the meetings or whatever. Yeah. Just because Dave, Dave Vollmer said, well, I made the meeting shorter. Listen. Oh, well. If, if if someone's not getting to say their piece, that's a problem, especially if someone who's someone who's elected. It is. Because if, it, if I fully remember Ted going on and on and on and on and on. Was it nice for him to get shut down? But it was also, it wasn't, what Hughes is talking about is numbers. Gardell was doing the Dave Hughes report. Hence the little thing that we had is the Dave Hughes report.
0: Oh, absolutely. You mean? It's time for the Dave Hughes update. Brought to you by living rent-free inside that bald bastard's head.
1: And I do. I really hope the next board stops this shit. Like, if, if you listen, all you have to do, if someone in your group of friends is somebody that really does a lot of research on something, you may want to pay attention to them and not tell them to sit down and shut up.
0: Maybe. And he just told us. Right. Live on air that this budget is wrong. Right. The last time he did that two years ago, at just about this same time of mm-hmm. year. The budget was wrong.
1: And that's the part that annoys me. Is like Just listen to what he... If he's wrong, which he's not, he's not wrong in anything he says. Because you know why? He's doing the work that they're not. And I think part of the reason why they want him to shut up is because they know they haven't done the work. Yeah. And they feel inadequate. They feel ashamed. Right? They feel ashamed that they haven't done their due diligence in researching the stuff that, that Dave Hughes has, and they're just going to vote.
0: Yep. You know, I tell people all the time that this guy doesn't move his big toe unless there's a reason to do it.
1: That's a big toe.
0: And, like, everything he does is purposeful.
1: Yeah.
0: And, like, like there's not a lot of wasted motion. And he's done the work. He's done the computations. If he Obviously. says it's
1: wrong... There's something wrong, right? And if he's asking for information again, they put they put the cherry they they put the the dinkleberry cherry on top of the shit Sunday when they did that other resolution to make sure all information goes through Volmer. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, anything positive that Dave Volmer did with making the meeting shorter, which to me at this point I really don't give a shit. You just shit all over everything that you did. Oh, he completely. And you, and you're just showing why you didn't get elected. Yeah. You're just Absolutely. showing, like, even if you don't like Dave Hughes and he's brash and he's whatever, I get it.
0: He's rude. He's whatever.
1: But who do you think you are that the guy that the one that's elected has to, well, he takes up a lot of Larry's time. Listen, I get it.
0: It's Larry's job. I hate to tell you. Right? <laughs> I mean, he does have, Larry does have an opportunity to go, Dave. I got a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Can you cut to the chase?
1: Or straight to email, straight to voicemail.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Bloop. Yeah. Whatever. There yeah. are ways to, to take care of it. Mm-hmm. But we can't have, you know, it's an outrage that a supervisor can't go straight to an employee and say, I need ABC. Can mm-hmm. you get it for me?
1: Right. And how would, I? I would really love it to see how Volmer or Bell or Michelle would act if they had to go through Dave Hughes to get information,
0: I would say let's make that happen.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> the next, I don't think Jack Piho would go along with that. But no, he won't because he's a sane person, and the rest of them are seem like petulant children.
2: Yeah,
0: and and they've proven it again. Mm-hmm. They've proven it once again with this lawsuit. We said that in the beginning too that it's going to make them look like idiots, going to make them look like children. Ah, here we are. Judge Gavin just said denied.
1: And the three of them voted for it again. Yep. Again. Again. That's the a, only
0: it, honorable thing, Kev. They must resign.
1: I think I need to contact the guys over at Grunt Style and make sure they don't ship any shirts to Dave Ulmer's house.
0: Yes. <laughs> contact them and straighten them. You are
1: out. banned from buying any patriotic stuff from us.
0: Okay, so no calls. Let's wrap this up because we both have things that we have to get done. But I wanted to get that in because I was excited. Yeah, that, uh, rightfully
1: so. That
0: that just, you, you know the First Amendment prevailed
1: when that happened, and also the little story which I wish you would tell. I asked if you were able to get your head out of the car.
0: Head out of the car
1: because <laughs> it was so big that day. Because you were, I was like you were on cloud nine when the when the remember when the the Christian Linebox story. Oh. <laughs> you should really tell that one, but it's it, it, uh, you should really tell that story. Maybe another it's day. Because this is funny. And then though the ruling here, I mean, you are the wizard of X. I'm the wizard. <laughs> what Jerry's string pulls strings so much. So much that he got sued. Right?
0: And they and, and they had to drop it. Right. But yeah. it it's just it's just a great thing because the the these amateurs They just keep going after well, it and I, losing.
1: I think the part of that, which I, I touched on a little bit when Hughes was on the phone, is they don't care how much it costs because it's not their money. Yes, they pay, point. yes they pay taxes. But, but if they said to each of them, hey, George, hey, Dave, hey, Michelle, to do this, we're each going to have to have you buck up 10 grand. They wouldn't do it.
0: You know what I would love to see? And who knows if it could even be done? But a local ordinance that says, if you want to sue a taxpayer for anything other than, you know, doing like property damage or, you know, whatever the hell.
1: You can sue for property damage?
0: You understand what I'm talking about? Okay. Things that would be outside of code. Right. Okay? Yeah. For anything outside of that. Mm -hmm. So, First Amendment concerns of any kind, you have to put up the money, not the township. If you win the suit, the township will pay you, but She's you lose. have to put the money up yeah. first. Yeah, I I think that's fair. You
1: should do that with everything. Mm-hmm. Because then it would stop this. Because people, you see it with the federal government. You see see with the state government. They don't care because it's not their money. Right. That's the reason why I like the same people. You know, You know. Remember when Bernie Sanders changed his millionaires and billionaires. Now he's like billionaires and trillionaires, right? <laughs> he doesn't say millionaires anymore. Why? Because he is one. Exactly. Right? But it's also, you, it's funny how you see how inflation affects the numbers and conversations. Like, billion used to be a big deal. And now, <laughs> it just- Trillion is now a joke. Oh, Right. It literally just floats off. Like, the end of the month, we're going to be another trillion in debt. Yep. From the Biden spending. We're gonna be thirty-four trillion dollars in debt at the yep. end of this month. And it's just so funny is like since I've been doing this so long, it's like, you know, you talk uh, you know, nine hundred million dollars, that was a big deal, you know, fifteen, twenty years ago, and now you're like nine hundred billion dollars. Like, oh my that's that's a hundred billion away from a trillion. Oh, well, you know, we just sent we've sent <clears throat> like I argued on on Facebook, I said we've we've sent close to a half a trillion dollars to Ukraine. We have between black ops and all the other stuff that, that they're sending over there, dude, half a trillion dollars. Senator Everett Dirksen said it. Well,
0: I think it was 1964. He said, people come to me all the time with requests for senators come to me all the time with requests for, for, you know, this project, that project. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you something, man, a billion here, billion there. Pretty soon you're talking about real money. (laughs)
1: Oh. <laughs> A billion, right? Yeah, it is And that's what I mean You really think about the amount of money that we have sent And every cent This I wish people would understand inflation Every cent that they send We have to borrow Which then we borrow from the Fred, Fed Which isn't really borrowing They just digitize more And move the decimal points over in these banks And these corporations And then guess what? Our inflation goes up and, and the single mom's trying to feed her kids That it costs... $80 instead of 40 U.S. government. It's all inflation, man. That's what uh, Russia, Putin's war. Get the hell out of here.
0: U.S. government budget in 1964 was $122.5 billion. That's a rounding error now.
1: Dude, that's a fifth of what we spend on illegal aliens in this country. <laughs> No shit. It's a fifth.
0: Oh, my God. Housing, healthcare,
1: education, everything. It's insane. And everyone wonders. And then the, then the stupid idiots I see online, they're like, yeah, Putin's war for, that's the reason why inflation's is the house. Oh, so it has nothing to do with us no. spending, spending money that we don't have.
0: Nope. It's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> All right. That's the Exeter Underground, number 80. We thank you for listening. If you missed any portion of the show, you can get the podcast almost immediately thereafter. Look for a link on the Exeter Examiner's Facebook page. We will potentially see you next week. There's no reason not to. I'll be here. Yeah. So let's get back to Thursday at noon next week. Um, and maybe we'll have more to talk about because they will have had the... Final meeting of the year on Tuesday. There Is should that be some Volmer's fireworks. Vollmer and Bell's last oh, meeting, God. Mr. Uh, Yawny Poo. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Rough night.
0: Am I boring you? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I even
1: took pre workout on the way here because I had plans to go to the gym before practice, but my wife was a snorer a snor- a palooza last night. Sounds good.
0: Hmm. And so they'll have the meeting. We should have plenty of report. There should be some fireworks. Was there a school board meeting, meeting last night, wasn't there? There was a school board meeting last night. I didn't even get to look at it.
1: It was a big one, too. Didn't
0: even get an opportunity to look
1: at it. I didn't watch it. I was at the game last night. So was I. I know. Yeah. i, was, I seen you. Daniel Boone was...
0: Saw some that. other people there, too. Yeah, so was I. Yeah. What you told was? me about one.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate your listen. Please tune in next Thursday at noon for the Extra Underground Number 81 will have things in store for you. Mm. Goodbye. Peace, peace. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Whoa. Stop. Hold it. Stop. Stop. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah, big holiday coming. Right? Is that what that is? When is it? Monday? It's Monday. Mm. So enjoy your time. I still have so much shit to do. It's ridiculous. I know. Enjoy time with family and friends. Get out there. Have a good time. Be safe. Now, we'll see you next Thursday.
1: Thank you for joining us for the Exeter Underground. Join us again next week for more news and analysis of all that is happening in Exeter. This has been a production of Jerry Gellif Media.